Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. Oh man, I'm over here going. I was just talking and talking. Y'all can hear me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Now we can. Yeah, I'm <laughs> give a brand introduction to everybody. I'm over here just talking. But now that we finally got myself on the mic, um, I was saying we got us a few returners this year for our round two of our NFL Smack Talk Smackdown. Got Mike on the mic. I got Irv in the building as well, and then Jordan Long, our Broncos fan. But Definitely, like I said, wanted to let everybody else introduce themselves get into it before we get into the AFC West SmackDown today. Like I said, I know some of you guys' teams played today, so we were uh, happy to get into all the action and everything that we've seen from preseason um, matchups. But uh, like I said, I'll start to my right. Jordan Long, our Broncos fan for the day. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. We won today. I mean, it's preseason, but it's <laughs> nice to have Drew Locke look pretty good, even if it's second and third stringer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I know we'll, so we'll get into it, but the QB position battle is definitely going to be a big topic in today's uh, episode. And then below him, we got our guy returning uh, for some vengeance on the guy to his left, uh, Mike on the mic from Warzone's, uh, Warzone Sports Network and our Chargers fan for today. How are you doing, sir? What's up, Jelani? Thanks for having me back again. I will say this. I am the opposite. I am not happy to Drew Lock fall out of the <laughs> third string. <laughs> yep, I would say it's, it's not something that you want to see, um, especially uh, being that you know, he, he's been there. He, he has a little bit of competition, but, you know, we don't want to see any type of like I said, success from that squad over there because that hinders your success for your squad. And then we got our champ. He was the champ last year. They got dethroned. Um, well, he got dethroned in our smack talk and they got dethroned by the Bucks this past year. But I know he's back and ready for some vengeance as well. How are you doing today? Mr. Irv. Our Chiefs. Doing good, doing good. You can't have a better Chiefs fan for this <laughs> segment than me. Uh, my father had season tickets uh, from the time I was born. I was going to home games at Arrowhead from the time I was born all the way through high school. I maybe missed five or six home games in my life before going to college. So lifelong Chiefs fan. When they went to the Super Bowl, I had to go. Got my brother to uh, go meet me from uh, Texas, Dallas, a couple buddies from here. We went out. A buddy has a, a 
uh, hotel on the beach, uh, oh, Airbnb wow. on the beach. He set us up. We were, had a place to stay, went to Shaq's party, had a blast, and the Chiefs won it all. First time in 50 years. It was it was the best. So I'm glad to be back and representing my Chiefs. Yes, sir. Sounds, yes, sir. Sounds like a lot of fun that I'll never experience. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, hopefully so. Hopefully, we, 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 you got you a guy. We got, well, you got a guy that we're thinking is going to be, of course, the, you know, the leader and quarterback for you guys for the next you know, few years, hopefully, you know, giving Patrick Mahone a little bit of run for his money in that division. Um, but like I said, before we get into it, I'll let everybody kind of go around the horn, give your opening statement, you know, just about your team, offseason moves, what should we expect from them this upcoming year, why they you feel that they're best, why you feel like they'll win the division, um, all that good stuff. So I'll start with uh, – I'll go back around the horn. I'll start with you first, Jordan. Um, what should we expect from the Broncos this upcoming year? Well, of course, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback right now. But honestly, defense, we know defense wins championships. We drafted Patrick Sertan. We got Darby and uh, Kyle Fuller in the offseason. And we also signed up uh, Justin Simmons. The secondary is going to be really scary to uh, you know play against. I don't care who quarterback is for the other team. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at Sertan, who actually had a pick second, Fuller and Darby there, man, that, that's really tough to get a pass thrown and completed to. But then you also have Justin Simmons, of course, Von Miller, and hopefully a healthy Von Miller and Bradley Chubb going to, yeah. you know, put pressure on the quarterbacks, which is just going to make it that much tougher. And then, of course, Shelby Harris in the middle, knocking the ball down. The only question I have for us is really the nose tackle. I know uh, he went down. I think it's uh, Purcell went down. So that could be a little bit of a question mark. But otherwise, I mean, this defense is set to do something. But yeah. offensively, we do have weapons and Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, KJ Helmer, and of course Cortland Sutton. So, if we can get the offensive line protecting Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, and have them have time to throw the ball, those speedy receivers can catch the ball. I know Judy had a had a tough time last year catching the football, but it's just a matter of can we protect them? And honestly, I I see us doing pretty well if that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, you definitely got some ballers on that t- team on both sides of the ball, honestly. Uh, it just honestly comes down to that QB battle, like we said, that we'll get into a little bit later. You guys fix that up. I think you guys are definitely going to be a top 10 defense this year. Offensively, like I said, you got the weapons. Hopefully you guys make something shake at the quarterback position, though. But, Mike, what should we expect from the Chargers? We know your guy Herbert came on the scene hot and heavy last year. Um, we're expecting big things from him as well again this year. So what should we all expect from the Chargers as a whole? Well, the Chargers have an opposite focus, in my opinion. Instead of focusing on defense, while we did pick up the defensive head coach and Derwin mm-hmm. James is coming back, and I, and I expect the defense to be okay, we have an understanding and we have learned from our BFFs over there that <laughs> defense no longer wins championships. Elite offense with average defense wins championships. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for the Chargers to shift to. We're going to start airing it out. We got the Saints' longtime offensive guy in Lombardi. You know he's going to bring in a plan that's going to be airing the ball out. You're going to see the Chargers try and have an offensive game plan that can keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs and a defense that's just average enough to win those games and win those shootouts. I feel like with the offensive line improvements, the Chargers are right there. The thing is, is health concerns and contract concerns with Mike Williams. If Mike, if we lose him mm-hmm. to a holdout situation, lose him to a trade, lose him to any kind of just demotivated by not having any guaranteed money this year, yeah. Um, it's going to be very painful to this offense. So those are kind of the keys for me. Offensive line, elite offensive play is what I expect from the Chargers this year. 
and just improved defense, average defense. I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone that we're going to take down the Kansas City Chiefs in year two of Justin Herbert. But I can say we can get a large step closer to taking down the Kansas City Chiefs and competing with them for years to come. No offense yeah. to the Broncos. <laughs> the Raiders shouldn't be offended, but Raiders fans will still try and convince you. I think this is a two-man <laughs> race. I think this is a two-man race now on the bottom of the screen. Yep. I see it. I feel it as well, like you said. And that's really been the key, like you said, since the Super Bowl run, since you know, even the year before that, it's been shown you know, electric offense, just good enough defense around, like I said, mid middle of the pack, top 13, 14 at best, will win you a championship. But I will let my guy Greg talk about his uh, his Chiefs. What should we expect from them? I think it's more of the same, but anything yeah. else that we should – kind of be expecting this upcoming years like you, you, you just you really just retooled that offensive line and you guys you know feel like that's all it you know it would have taken to maybe keep Patrick Mahomes upright and possibly been in the game in the Super Bowl but anything else that we should kind of look forward to from the Chiefs this upcoming year well uh they did make a, a bunch of moves and that's that's what's interesting about uh this head coach and general manager combination uh they don't hesitate when it's time to to make a change and make a move uh, you know, they do it, yep. you know, they got rid of uh, Hunt because of, you know, his issue. And, you know, immediately they retooled the running back room and got Clyde Edwards Lair, you know, who in year two, I think is going to be uh, a lot better uh, than he was last year. He, he didn't uh, blow the doors off like we expected, but, mm -hmm. you know, for a rookie, he did admirable. And I think he'll do a lot better, you know, second year in the system. Uh, offensive line, you see, they had some, some uh, hiccups there, and they immediately retooled that whole whole offensive line with, I mean, with reckless abandon. They signed the best guard, uh, free agent guard out there, Joe Tooney. Uh, they were, you know, this close from signing Trent Williams away from um, the, the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And then when they missed on that, they still hit a home run with the trade for Orlando yep. Brown. Yeah. And then in the draft, they get he, uh, Creed Humphreys, the best center in the draft. Uh, he's coming in starting day one. He's going to be with Patrick Mahomes for 10 years, you know, hold down the center spot. And watch this, guys. The right guard is going to be Trey Smith, uh, the tackle or the guard from Tennessee, who was first-round talent but blood clots and missing games. Mm -hmm. He fell, and we got him in the fifth round. Uh, the, what I'm hearing, he is mauling Everybody on the Chiefs front. Chris Jones uh, is getting mauled. Jaron Reed is getting mauled. He is tearing these guys up, and he is a, a rookie. Uh, so he's taking that right guard spot, and and it's his. And then we've got Mike Rimmers back on the right tackle. Uh, he was switched over to left tackle because of injuries, and we're expecting uh, last year's rookie, from TCU to eventually take mm -hmm. over that spot, and then we and and then the offensive line is set. Big Maulers up front that can run block, that can pass protect, uh, which means bad news for you know <laughs> secondaries if Mahomes has time because it's the same old cast of characters. You got Tyreek Hill, you got Kelsey, you got Hardman that's um, playing real well right now in camp. Uh, it's looking like he's going to just step right into walking spot. Uh, keep. Uh, Robinson over on the other receiver, and then they've got you know uh, a couple guys that are kind of swapping around for that last spot. Yeah. Uh, so the offense looks looks great, and it's going to be you know the same old story with 
you know, Mahomes at, at the QB spot and another year in the system for him. Uh, it's going to be just like, you know, how Peyton Manning progressed and how Tom Brady progressed another year in the same system year after year after year. It's just, you know, those teams were just always in it at the end and uh, we're expecting the same from the Chiefs. Yep. Yep. You say it's more of the same old, same old. And like I said, it's scary for certain people in the division and certain guys whose faces on the screen right now. But you say it's going to, I think this is one of the more interesting divisions in my opinion, because I feel like everyone got better. There's a few questions here and there. Um, I know our Raiders guy isn't on to, to kind of defend his squad, but like all in all, I think they say everyone's kind of played off of you guys' playbook and trying to do exactly what you're, you know, what you guys have, have done and shown, but to kind of get into the questions, we're going to get into the team questions for the day. I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to start with Jordan again as well. Um, so my question for you, like I said, I'll give you time to, to talk and then everybody else kind of rebuttal off of it. You know, your defense may be a top 10 defense. I know we, you kind of talked about that and touched on it. As you see, Patrick Sertan, your first round pick, had him a pick six today. And everyone knows all the different offseason additions that you had. It, it's been really, really good for that group. It's going to be a solid young group. But, you know, defense may be top 10, but offense could struggle again with no clear QB1. What should we expect from this team? What should, and who should we expect? I guess my question is if you guys were to make it to the playoffs or, you know, say the last eight games of the season, who's your QB um, that will help lead you to a possible playoff bird? Well, I mean, you have Teddy Bridgewater, who's a game manager, but Drew Locke has a cannon of an arm. We Honestly, it's going to be on Drew Locke. That's my prediction, who's going to be the, the number one quarterback. For him, though, and we saw this last year, is he does not like his checkdowns. I don't know what it is. He locks down on one one receiver and it makes the defense backs eyes easy to take the, uh, you know, intercept it. But what we saw today is he was actually looking throughout the whole field, trying to look for his go-to receiver. If that is the case, then we're going to be fine. But if we have the turnover drew lock, then Teddy Bridgewater is going to start in week four and five to leave this still playoffs. The only thing that I have a problem with Teddy Bridgewater is that he is not a throw it down the field type of guy. He always goes for the short, Toward five to ten passes. Yeah, that's going to work for a while, but once defenses figure that out, then what? If we have playmakers, it's just a matter of getting the ball to them, and I think Drew Locke is the one that's going to get the the ball thrown. It's going to be the quarterback to throw the football. Mike, what do you think? Who would be their quarterback, or who do yeah, you think kinda, is their quarterback one, and who do you think kinda, would be their quarterback three? It's kind of interesting how they, how they constructed them, right? Because they're kind of complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke's almost just like a little bit too risky. He thinks he can make throws off his back foot. He thinks he's Patrick Mahomes when he's not, right? And that's why I'm worried about Zach Wilson in New York. I'm afraid he's going to be a lot like Drew Locke is um, and just trying to, to risk it a little bit too much, and you don't have that same level of arm talent. He has a cannon, don't get me wrong, but the accuracy and the consistency in his footwork and everything is all out of whack. And then Teddy, mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater is almost too conservative. Way too conservative. I feel like this team, especially when they drafted Patrick Sertain, was like, hey, we are setting up to set up a huge trade for one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. And when it all fell through, the Deshaun Watson stuff happened, Russell Wilson stayed in Seattle, Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay. Now they're kind of like, well, what do we do? Um, I think Drew Locke's going to be the QB one week one, but I don't see them being afraid to pull him because they got to feel like they can win games with Teddy Bridgewater and this defense. That that They can win games like that. Yeah. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. I still don't even think they make the playoffs with Teddy Bridgewater, but they can compete with Teddy Bridgewater. So I feel like they're going to try Drew Locke out, give him his last chance, and they'll go to Teddy if they need to, and they're going to be looking at quarterbacks in the offseason. Um, Aaron Rodgers probably going to be back on the table again. Yep. 
which yeah. is going to be a lot of fun in the, in the West next year. When we oh, come yeah. back, <laughs> and, and he's got the Aaron Rodgers on, on his back. Yeah. Is it Aaron or is it Denver? In my opinion, I think Denver should, you know, scrap uh, lock early, go to Bridgewater because you you know what you get. He he reminds me a lot of Alex Smith. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Kansas City was winning games. They're going to playoffs with Alex Smith. And then they caught lightning in a bottle with Mahomes. And then they just went, you know, they just went crazy. And I I think Mm -hmm. that's where the Broncos are, is they're that dynamic QB away from, you know, going crazy. And I thought in the draft, I thought they might go Justin Fields. I was like, you know, he's going to be there for him. Uh, I thought they'd go, go there, but mm-hmm. uh, they, they went a different way with it. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Cause I think Justin Fields is going to be a beast. Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of all saw today. Uh, I know he's been the, the news of, uh, sports, sports, Twitter, sports, everything today. Um, I think he went what, 14 for 20, 130 something yards and uh, yeah. two TDs, one, one on the ground, TDs. I think one in the air. Um, so like you say, it, it was there for the take in, but once you said we, we kind of figured that they, I don't know, would give Drew Locke that one more year. I, I don't, I don't know. It, it seems like they don't, they one don't have great, great luck of their scouting quarterbacks or they don't have great luck of, you know, wanting to pay them as well or a trade for them. Like you said, it's, it's typically one of the two. But I feel like I feel like Drew can. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I I like what you say. He has an arm as a cannon, but I just don't think he, I don't know. He, he's not as conservative, like you said, as Teddy Bridgewater. So it, it just it's, it's kind of like you're playing with, you know, Diamond Knight. Diamond, dynamite jesus christ dynamite so it's like you said you can really see you can really see teddy bridgewater being in there because that that defense and we've seen it today even though it's against second and third string they're going to definitely compete and they can win you some games almost like chicago in a sense um when they had mitch but you know mitch is over but jordan i'll give you a uh i'll give you a chance to kind of rebuttal i will say with fake fake fangio being the coach he knows he has to start at least 500 in the first four games otherwise he's gone and i think honestly he's going to go with the best quarterback that's going to get them get them there and that's going to be drew lock of course i i will agree with you guys that they will pull the trigger if they have to but at this point i think for 2021 we're still going to go with drew lock to start out with and if things go bad we're going to switch pull the plug and you're right i think we are going to scrap it and go for a quarterback in 2022 if that's aaron Rodgers, if that's sean watson so be it but the fact of the matter is yeah drew log is the quarterback for right now he needs to cut off the turnovers yes we, he has a cannon of an arm but the fact of the matter is that i think we're going with drew lock to start yeah hopefully hopefully it does well for you like you said we said it before we got on um he looked you know pretty well today in his preseason debut so hopefully he can keep that up his first fingers when he does uh reach that point but we'll move on to the Chiefs now. Um, and my question is, it kind of kind of had a tough time coming up with a question for you. But I figured uh, it would be fun to maybe get a little bit of smack talk from the other guys and maybe from you as well too, Greg. But um, my question for you is, do you see any team in this division that can possibly challenge you, um, you know, challenge your, what it looks like is a dynasty in the making? Uh, the, the team I'm scared of is the Chargers. You know, that, that first game <laughs> – we uh, really struggled with them uh, and, and had to take it. You know, it, it took every minute of that game to finally pull it out. Uh, they got a, a good coach over there now. Uh, they build a good culture. They're scrappy. They fight. 
Uh, I watched a lot of Herbert. Uh, my wife is uh, from Oregon, uh, so she's a big Oregon Ducks fan. So, you know, I watched a lot of him. So I, I knew what he could do. Um, and he just kind of found the right place and um, with the right type of receivers for him because, um, you know, they're, they're going to do some things. They're going to they're beat some teams. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> but they're gonna beat some teams, and they're, they're but they're gonna give us some problems because, uh, um, you know, he, he's he's a de- he's a real bona fide, you know, QB one. I like him a lot. Okay, okay. He's a little threw a little shot at, at the end. I did think I was more so hoping or thinking he was gonna be like, oh no, this is definitely our division, our clear division. But nah, I know Greg's definitely a, a level headed fan as well, so he knows when and, and will challenge him. But uh, Mike, what do you think? You said your team. Oh, <laughs> because you know the Raiders. You know we Raider haters to the core. So <laughs> I actually have a list of Raider hate takes if you guys want them at the end. But uh, anyways, oh yeah, we might have to uh, do I that. Saving them up, I write them down and save them for every time we talk about the Raiders. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the Chargers. Also, I think the Broncos are a quarterback away from being that team. When you look at the the Broncos and the Chargers, they're constructing teams to go after the Chiefs. You can tell that they they have. Uh, a mission, a game plan. We talked about it last year with the pass rush combined with game wreckers in the secondary. You don't necessarily need all world defensive backs. You just need that one player, that one feature guy that can that can break up Travis Kelsey or, or can slow mm-hmm. down Tyreek Hill. You got to have that guy because you can't stop the Chiefs offense. It's impossible. Yeah. You can accept that. You need to dedicate to building up your offense along with having just those couple players that can be a problem on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like the Chargers got that in Joey Bosa. They got that in Derwin James if he could stay healthy on the defensive side, and our offense is ready to go. Like I said, I expect elite. I expect top ten. I expect top five. But I, top five. I, I want to see top ten at the bare minimum. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the offensive line is just loaded up. There is mm-hmm. no excuse for this offense not to be putting up twenty eight points a game or twenty five points a game this year. Thoughts um, on losing your tight end though to the Patriots? We got Jared Cook. We're good. Yeah. You like Cook? Yeah, he's, he's consistent. I feel like Jared Cook's going to put similar production to Henry. What sucks with losing Henry and switching him out for Cook is obviously the long term. We, yeah. we can't feel safe at that position for five years going forward. Um, we're going to have to look at other options as soon as this year and, and into next year. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think Cook's going to put up similar numbers to what Henry's going to do and just hope, hopefully he stays a little healthier. Henry's usually a banged-up guy. Even when he's out there, he's playing hurt. Um, but I feel like the Chargers are number two and the Broncos are, are a close – number three, but both of these teams have built very nicely. Good pass rushes and are building weapons on offense. Yeah, Jordan, I'll let you finish it off. Like you said, he uh, left your team's name out of there. I don't know if you feel a little slighted by that or not, but uh, do you think that you guys can possibly challenge the, the you know, the in, the division champs and, uh, you know, Super Bowl appearance or uh, the AFC? Do you think you can um, take them? I'm glad you guys are putting us under the radar because we might have the best defense in the division yeah you're right we're a quarterback away but the fact of the matter is this defense wins championships i know on week 15 we played the chiefs 23 to 3 23 points that we've given up that's a pretty good you know account of, of how our defense played we just need the quarterback play the, if the offense showed up we may have made that a better game but t- i don't know if we have the weapons to actually you know, stop a Travis Kelsey or a Tariq Hill. But I know our defensive backs, we've gotten better. And it's just going to be on can we put pressure on Patrick Mahomes to make a bad decision to have Patrick Sertan, to have the other guys pick the ball off. 
Yeah, I think we are under the radar right now. Yeah, I, I would agree that the Chargers are the number two team in the division on paper right now, but we'll see once the regular season starts. Yeah. Yep, I like it. Ride or die for your squad. Like I said, I, I really like that secondary that you guys put together over there. I don't think it's enough to really slow down, obviously, the the, the amount of weapons that the Chiefs have. But you know, like you said, like it's possible if there's time like it's time, like it's possible. Like if you hold the Chiefs to 23 points in a game, like as long as your offense somewhat is, you know, staying with them throughout the game or you like you said, able to put up some type of points, like that's a good enough showing, but like you say, it's all just going to come down to you know how Drew Lock plays and if he's able to cut down his turnovers. And like I said we'll just see when the regular season does come. Um, but want to move on now to Mike. Got your question right here, and my question for you and your charges is: um, Why should we believe Herbert in this, in a way, newly structured Chargers team? Because you guys did lose a few pieces on the defensive end that I, you know, that I liked, um, but. Like I said, you definitely retooled in certain ways, but why should we believe Herbert and this Chargers team can't be any different than what we saw last year as well? Um, like I said, you got some key guys that left on defense. You guys were in a lot of games, but just for some reason couldn't finish them. Um, and like I said, it's, it's a little bit different of a team. You know, you guys had a head coaching change, mm-hmm. new offensive line, just a lot of uh, overturn, but like I said, a great group of people that you did bring in. So why should we believe that? Um, you know, this Herbert Chargers team is different than well, like you said, it's it's retooled and rebuilt in a different different way. We're gonna have a different motto to our to our games now. Mm-hmm. With Anthony Lynn and all them, they were just forcing the run, forcing the run. Our running backs are receiving back, you know what I mean? Like, and our quarterback mm-hmm. was going off. What are we doing running the <laughs> ball, you know, 81% of the time on first down, whatever the heck yeah. it was last year? It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, they went out and they got the Saints offensive coordinator. Guy was going Drew Brees, putting up 5,000 yard seasons every year. So you know that they have an understanding of what the team makeup should be. And that's an aired out, you know, high flying offense. Um, so I think that you're going to see a lot more of that. And then they also just looked in the mirror and said, what was going wrong? And what was going wrong was the play calling, the defensive play calling <laughs> at the end of games was absolutely yeah. awful. So they went out and they hired a defensive minded head coach and a guy who is known. For his wise and smart play calling on the defensive side of the ball in his short in his short NFL career, to be fair, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the Chargers did a good job at self-evaluating what we needed to do to kind of cater this to Justin Herbert and make this team built around Justin Herbert. This team is built for Justin Herbert now. It is no longer built for Philip Rivers, and that that's what we saw last year. Okay, Jordan, what do you think about this new uh, Chargers team? Like you say, it's a bunch of retool from pretty much. Offense, defense, and the coaching staff. So I know you did say they, they seem like they're the, the clear two right now um, until the season starts. But what do you uh, expect from them? Some some of the same magic that we seen from Herbert last year, do you think they fi- have per- permanently fixed the deepest of woes at the end of games and should uh, it should fare well for them and they should win a lot more games this upcoming year? I mean, the proof is going to be in the pudding for the uh, for those late leads. The question I have for Justin Herbert is we've seen quarterbacks play – well in their first year but will he tail off in the second year that's a question i can't answer right now but we've seen quarterbacks play very very well and just have played awful but the thing is is the chargers have a good offense they have an okay defense and what more do you need you just need J- justin herbert to be basically at the end of games a game manager i know i hate to say that because he has a cannon of an arm but when you have a you know a 10 or a seven point lead with you know five minutes left 
you have to be a game manager. You can't keep throwing the ball. And I think that was the problem with the Chargers is they were throwing the ball at the end of the games rather than running the clock out. And if they fix that, they're going to be a dangerous team. Okay. Greg, what do you see from uh, Chargers, uh, Chargers land? Do you think they uh, think they're a little bit different? Uh, I know you said that this is the team that scares you. So what do you uh, see from them this upcoming year? I think that they're going to win um, probably 10 games. Um, and, and, and get into the playoffs. I think okay. Herbert's going to uh, uh, have a have a good season. I think he can return from a, the good freshman year and, and put together a good sophomore season uh, without a lot of fall off. Um, they'll they'll beat a lot of other teams, but uh, the Chiefs they they've made some moves too to to you know hold these people down that are trying to score with us because you know like I kind of told. Uh, you guys last year, if you can't put 30 up on the board on the Chiefs, it's going to, you might not have a chance, you know, <laughs> so you have to, you know, score a lot of points. And uh, the Chiefs are seeing that that's what people are trying to do. And they're trying to uh, beef up their, their pass rush so they can get after the quarterback. They've got uh, good DBs in the secondaries there. Um, they had a nice um, pickup. Um, what's the guy? Bo Peeps. Uh, I'm not getting his name, but uh, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about this corner uh, that's kind of come out of nowhere uh, in camp. So um, he's he's fighting for, you know, starting time and uh, getting some good play out of the guy they got from uh, Minnesota and the former first-round pick from the Giants um, that came over last year and then got hurt uh, is also playing well. So the Chiefs are doing some things on defense as well uh, to kind of counteract uh, what Herbert was able to do last year. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. A- AFC West is going to be, you know, tough as usual. We'll see yeah. what, you know, as, as much as I hate the Raiders, they always find a way to, to beat us one time <laughs> somehow. And, you know, they did it again last year. And yeah. It's me off, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, that actually kind of stuck with me into like unfortunately Phil Jones isn't here. I don't think he's gonna be able to pop in, but I did want to kind of visit the thing that you you guys were talking about. So it's gonna be a little segment I'm gonna throw in before we do our bowl predictions and record predictions. But I want everyone to say one nice thing and one just smack talk, don't even care, just trash the team thing about the Raiders. Uh, obviously, Phil's not here to defend it, but I want to. I, I just want to hear the take. So uh, I'll start back in with you, Greg. One nice thing that you feel like the Raiders will do this year, um, and one just just let them have it. Take. I absolutely love their tight end, Darren Waller. He <laughs> is a flat out baller. I love that dude. Uh, I got him in all my fantasy leagues. Uh, <laughs> That's that's my guy. Outside of Travis Kelsey, that's my guy. Uh, and as usual, Derek Carr, garbage Carr. They, they <laughs> need to change his name from you know Carr to like you know Hoopty. Derek. Hoopty. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call him for the rest of the year. Derek Hoopty. He ain't Derek Carr. He's Derek Hoopty. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> what's your take? Oh man, I was gonna take the tight end thing. Yeah. Um, I did say one nice thing on another AFC West preview show I was on, and I said that it's good for Henry Ruggs that he gained 12 pounds. And the bad thing is going to be that those 12 pounds that he gained are going to be more valuable to the Raiders than John Brown and Willie Sneed combined. (laughs) (laughs) They're both second stringers in the depth chart. I've been getting it from the Raiders fans all offseason. We got John Brown and Willie Sneed. I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean, yeah. (laughs) They're behind 
Brian Edwards, and they're behind uh, Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro. Get out of here, Raiders yeah. fans. That Willie Sneed, John Brown bullcrap. But congrats to Henry Ruggs. He was way too small. Way too small. <laughs> Oh, Jordy. I don't know if I can say a whole lot nice about the Raiders, but I will say this. They at least have a quarterback. It's the one thing they do have, unlike the Broncos. But for me, honestly, they don't have an offensive line. We know an offensive line is key to doing anything, and they gave up 26 sacks last year. So unless they fix the offensive line, Derek Carr is going to be on his butt for most of the season. Yeah. Definitely. And defense side too. I know they drafted and, and tried to fix it last year, but it just didn't work out. But I guess I also asked you the question I had for him as well. Um, and I'll go around the horn again. Uh, you know, the Raiders this last few years, they've had fast starts. Like they, they've had pretty decent, you know, first half of the season, first eight games, but then they just have terrible finishes. I think last year where they went either two and six or one and seven to finish out the year. The year before that, it was similar. So, uh, do you guys see that changing at all? Like I said, these fast starts, terrible finishes. Like, what do they need to do? I guess in order to change these these outcomes, because like I said, we thought they was on the way to possibly you know making one of the playoff spots, especially last year when they had a uh, thrown in the extra wild card spot. But again, just terrible finishes. Got thraxed by my Falcons that were had no business really thraxing anybody last year. So, what do you guys think? Um, you know, these fast start and terrible finishes, do they have a chance to fix that this upcoming year? And I'll start uh, again with you, Jordan, and work around the horn. Do they have a chance? Yeah, they do have a chance to f- fix it, but I don't know what it is with the second half of their game planning with John Gruden just, you know, goes out the wayside, but the problem is is again, it's protecting uh, Derek Carr for him to have time to throw the football and that defense needs to start start stopping teams otherwise you're going to have these fast starts and then go go down you know downhill but i don't know what it is with him because john gruden is one of the better coaches in this league unless he figures out i don't see them making the playoffs especially even if they have a a fast start mike what do you think i mean i feel like in my opinion the biggest problems with the raiders have been inconsistency um they've really been banking on that o-line to be elite year in, year out, and we saw last year when they got a little bit banged up how bad the team actually could get. They went from a wild-card contending team to, you know, having one of the worst uh, string of games last year of any teams in the league. Um, And I think that 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 inconsistency comes from just not being healthy, not having the depth to make it through a whole season, and just being a team full of very young players. These young Mm -hmm. players are going to start the season off hot. But can you carry that – can Trayvon Mullen – carry that motivation for 17 games. I don't feel like those young players have it. I like that they added some veteran experience with like a Casey Hayward pickup, the Anique Nagakwe pickup, that kind of stuff. But really, um, this team needs a complete rebuild, in my opinion. Um, and though, and for those reasons, here it comes, Raiders fans. I'm so sad Phil Jones isn't here. I've worked with him on other stuff. He definitely would love this. This is the the reason I have the Raiders going 5-12. and 12. Ooh. Yeah. 5-12. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, top 10 pick. <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Well, I have an unpopular take about the Raiders, and it's around uh, Mike Mayock and the head coach, Gruden. Everybody gives Gruden, like, all this credit. He's such a great coach, blah, 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 blah. But what I see is he's, unlike Andy Reid, Andy Reid has changed his West Coast offense with the times and it's kind of morphed into something that's really not true West coast offense and West coast principles anymore, where Mm -hmm. Gruden is still hardcore West coast offense. And I think um, kind of like what you alluded to, 
is having a better and more dominant offensive line makes that easy to do. Um, you know, it's it's tight end driven. That's why Waller gets gets uh, all the catches and he's balling out. Uh, but I don't think that Mayock is doing a good job of keeping the you know keeping the flow of good talent coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not impressed at all. I mean, Henry Ruggs. You know, that was. I mean, I like him as a player, but you know, there was probably five or six people that I thought that they needed over him in that in that spot, but. You know, they're trying to make a splash and get the, you know, they need a Tyree kill. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're going to go and uh, reach for uh, rugs. And, you know, he made, he made the uh, deal with Antonio Brown. And, you know, he, he's in the trade with Khalil Mack. Uh, they just, they're just dropping the ball all over the place when it comes <laughs> to personnel moves. And I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah. I can feel that. Like I say, I guess that even before they even touch the field, like I said, a lot, the, Last few years, like you said, the personnel decisions just have been a little bit questionable, especially right when you know John Gruden got that job and that long extension or whatever. A lot of the stuff after that came, like I said, was really, really questionable. And like I said, now they're kind of stuck in a spot where they got a lot of young guys. And like Mike alluded to, is like, can you count on young guys that you know been believe what two, three years to carry out seventeen game seasons in the NFL against the best of the best, yeah. um, and, and continue to play throughout the whole seventeen games? I don't see it. Like so you always need. Veteran leadership in your in your locker room, it's very important. You see that throughout pretty much all sports, honestly. And say it's no different in football. But say we'll move on from the questions and kind of go next thing, record predictions that we feel each our team and the rest of the teams in our division. I know some of us have already kind of dropped some bombs on how or what uh, records we think certain teams will uh finish off the year with. Um, but say I'll start with uh, you again, Jordan. The record that you believe your Broncos will have and then records for the rest of the teams i've heard so many predictions i listened to uh local radio in denver and they're saying 11 and 6 i don't see it i'm gonna say <laughs> a good year is either eight and nine or nine and eight i just don't see any other way either one game below 500 now that we have 17 games or one game above 500 but i don't see us making a wild card spot oh what about the rest oh. of the teams oh, i was about to say it's my turn <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna say that the Kansas City Chiefs go eleven and six. I'm going with the uh, Chargers at ten and seven. Then I'm going to say that the uh, Raiders go, go six and eleven. Eleven. Okay. I'm really curious what six. I know we don't have the schedule in front of us. Maybe I can pop it up. We got a tough schedule. It's a yeah. tough schedule. Yeah. I was going to say, how many of those six games do you think come from losses from teams in your division? Well, the Broncos always seem to lose to the Raiders, so I'm going to say maybe one or two of those are going to be losses to the Bron- to the either the Broncos and two to the Chiefs, and then otherwise, and maybe oh no, for the, the Chiefs, Chargers, and then I, I don't even oh for the yeah for the Chiefs, yeah, in the division, I mean, um, probably one against the Chargers. That's the only one I can think of. I know we play the uh, what is it the NFC East division that could be a little tricky with the Cowboys and the Eagles and um, I mean the Giants and no problem there so I, I, I do think maybe one or two lo- one loss to maybe the Chargers and maybe a freak loss to the Raiders otherwise the Chiefs are going to be fine okay I was just seeing I was like well maybe three four losses come within the division but yeah, yeah I think said Greg said guys do have probably a tough, tougher schedule this year but uh, Mike record for Chargers record for the rest of the division 
Well, I got the Chargers going eleven and six. So if the Chiefs go eleven and six, I'm gonna be very, very happy. That means that we yeah. kick their ass at least once. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got the Chargers going eleven and six. Call me biased because I am biased. I'll just admit it right here on the air in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, they could be a they could they could be a five hundred team again this year. I wouldn't be shocked as long as I see that growth. As long as I see some elite offensive play, like I said, I'll be happy. Um, but I got them going eleven and six when I looked at the record. Got the Chiefs winning it at fifteen and two. I know their their records a little bit or their schedule's a little bit tough. This year, I just think this team's phenomenal. And then now they have a Pro Bowl level offensive line. The Chiefs committed robbery a couple times this offseason. <laughs> One getting Orlando Brown, they committed robbery there. And then they moved back in that trade and they got Nick Bolton in the mm-hmm. middle of the second round. And I was like, damn, like that's exactly <laughs> what they need is a an athletic linebacker like that. Mm-hmm. And then they got Creed Humphrey. And I'm like, this just isn't fair. And they got Trey yeah. Smith late in the like how did this team get three starters? Out of a draft that they didn't have a first round pick. Don't know. So I got them going 15 and two. I actually got the Broncos going nine and eight. Because I feel like there's only two ways that it's going to go for the Broncos. Drew Locke's going to mess up in the beginning of the season, and Teddy's going to come in and win some games, and they're going to be around 500. If Teddy doesn't come in and win some games for them, that means Drew Locke's successful, and they're going to be around 500. So either which way <laughs> I see it going, I think they're going to be right around there. And then I said it earlier, I got the Raiders going five and 12. I think they're going to get beat down this year uh, by everyone in the division. They may win one of the games. Yeah, I don't really see too much hope from them. Greg, what do you think? Well, I got my Chiefs. Um, you know, unlike last year where I said undefeated, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, 15 and two. I think they'll lose. You know, maybe one during the season, and it, it's a long season. I think they someone sneaks up and gets them again. Um, we got we lost the you know last game of the year. We're usually you know first place, resting starters. Uh, we lost that game last year, but I think uh, against the Broncos that won't be playing for, for nothing, I think they might be you know, playing some other people. I think we might be able to pull out that last game when we got all our backups in. So I'm going 15-2 and two for the Chiefs. I've got uh, the Chargers, uh, like everybody else, getting 11, uh, getting 11 wins. Uh, Broncos, 8 or 9. Uh, I'm leaning more toward the the nine they they get their quarterback situation uh you know solved it doesn't hurt them too much uh because i like their runner the running game their backs are great uh i like that uh draft pick um that they got javante williams he's a beast uh defense is going to be strong so i'm leaning uh on the higher end of that um a game maybe two over 500 for the broncos and raiders pulling up the uh they might Cool, five, I'm saying five or six wins for the Raiders. Five or six. Everybody seems to be buying the greens with the records. Like I said, the, the 11 and six win, uh, or 11 and six for the Chiefs uh, from Jordan's end. I was like, oh, wow, six games that they might take. So um, I guess we'll, we'll take that before we go into the bowl predictions. And if they were to lose six games, let me see if I could bring up the, the schedule real quick. I'm going to see. I want to get you guys' opinions on these six games that they may possibly be losing. Mike, I'll. Uh, I'll start with you. I don't know if you have any front of you or not, but let me see. Chiefs schedule. Six games? Yeah, if they were to lose the six games, Jordan said they would go 11-6. I'm interested to see these six games that they may lose. It would have to be the Chargers, one. Yep. <laughs> uh, probably the Broncos, one, too. Same. I, I want to say the Raiders because the Raiders sneakily get them every year, but I'm really, 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 really low on them, and it, it's hard to even talk about. <laughs> Um, but we've, we've got the Titans. We've got to play Washington. We've got Cleveland game one. 
that's a you know that's one that they could yeah, slip Bal- up on with the Packers. Um, there's some tough games out there. Yeah, I love Pretty seeing definitely. them all in the beginning of the and season. And then Baltimore, too. yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore in week game. two going into Baltimore. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Oh yeah, you play AFC North the NFC you East. Play- Okay. Yeah. I, see, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit of a tougher schedule. Yeah. I will see that. I, the only team, yeah, I can see the Washington a little bit just because that front seven is pretty, pretty scary. But like I said, with the improvements on the offensive line, maybe that's not too much of a worry because their back end isn't the greatest. Um, yeah. The, the Browns won in the beginning of the year. That can be one that could maybe go either way for sure. The Ravens won as well. But well, yeah, I still have, say. And then the. Oh. Then you have, and I was gonna say you then, go, Jordan. Then you have the Bills in Week Five. Which is gonna say the Chiefs play uh, the Bills in Week Five. That could be a loss depending on the yeah. defense of the Bills, especially that front front line. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah like, it, is, it is looking pretty tough. But on all, uh, we we we've seen them, especially last year. Even though they did have a lot of close wins, you know, we 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 know that we can always count on pretty much Patrick Mahomes to make some type of miraculous play. Where the defense, like you said, they they're Probably not not the greatest, but they're just good enough to make plays when it matters, and that's the most important thing um, that we've seen in the last few years, especially with the Chiefs uh, Chiefs side uh, of the ball. But bold predictions. We'll move on to that. We'll finish off the show with this, and then of course closing arguments why we feel like you should move on to the next round. But like I said, bold prediction could be for a team, could be for a specific player, really anything, just any bold prediction at all. So Mike, I'll start with you. Mm, I truly am. I still here? Mike, I'm lagging. Out yeah, a yeah. Uh, I mean, I truly believe that Justin Herbert's going to go over 5,000 yards this year. I mean, you can call it a bold, predict- bold prediction. You can call it damn near fact, barring health concern. <laughs> I mean, the guy was going nuts last year. He had over 4,000 last year in uh, less games and a five-minute notice to go into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with 5,000 yards. Like I said, I have very high expectations for the offense. The only thing that should derail it is injury. That's the only thing that can derail it. Knock on wood because I know what that's like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I'll I'll use that as my bold prediction. I don't have anything crazy for him, uh, yeah. other than that. If you got a t- TDs and in- TDs interception ratio with it, I had I think I had thirty five touchdowns marked down, which mm-hmm. would be similar to last year. If he had that one more game, he would have went for thirty five, uh, mm-hmm. maybe forty total. If he gets five rushing, but three rushing, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Thirty eight total touchdowns. Ints, you just gotta keep him under fifteen yep. in year two, and then in year three, four, five, you gotta keep him under ten. Yeah. Yep, because it just improving, like you said. But yeah, yeah. the five thousand isn't a stretch. I know last year, and I'm gonna say it on every show, we had a Cowboys fan that predicted five thousand yards, but only twelve touchdowns for Dak. Which I don't know how that math maths, but you know he was on track to get five thousand yards before he got hurt. So yeah. like it's, it's starting to show. It's, I guess it's not it's not impossible. But like you say, you have high expectations for that offense. Is very you know very doable. He had a lot of games where he threw over well over three hundred yards last year. So it's very very um in his reach yep eight of them <laughs> eight of them greg what uh what my is your bold prediction for your team you see my uh over here my ou helmet mm-hmm. yeah i played at ou so i'm boomer sooner all the way through so my bold prediction is a former sooner jalen hurts <laughs> is in the mvp discussion at the end of the year and whoa Eagles win the nfc east and it's going to be behind the power of the arm and legs of Jalen Hurts. That's my bold prediction. Clip oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> that right now. I yeah, said I it today. Keep, yeah, yeah, that I was a good clip. <laughs> I'm coming back if that happened. Yeah. Killing them in the yeah. NFC West. Yeah. And with I, the extra game, 
uh, 17 games. Um, I think that uh, gives Patrick Mahomes uh, an extra game to break his own touchdown record and throw for 60 touchdowns. Hold on. Whoa. You're not saying he's going to throw for 60 touchdowns, are you? 60 <laughs> touchdown passes. <laughs> from Jalen Hurts? Or no, like, no, oh, Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes. Oh. I was like, hold on. I was like, I was still stuck no, on. I, I was still stuck over. on the Jalen Hurts. Possibly, he switched over. Yeah, I was. I was still stuck <laughs> on the Jalen Hurts being the MVP conversation. But yeah, 60, 60 from Mahomes. It's crazy. Like you, you can hear whatever number, and it's like I'm not even going to think if it's crazy or not. Anything from Mahomes, it's, like, it's it's possible it can happen. It's like, like he might do show it. Me, yeah, show me something new. I mean, yeah, that's, that's definitely a bold prediction. though. If he throws for 60, Jalen Hurts may be in the MVP race, but he will not be in any MVP conversation. It's going to yeah. be <laughs> and nobody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 60 touchdowns. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, both of those might actually get clipped now. So, Jordan, what do you think? I'm going to go with uh, uh, Jared Judy. He's going to get his first 1,000 yards and with, receiving yards with at least eight touchdowns. We saw last year. He had 800, 850 yards, three touchdowns. That's got to go up. His drops are behind him. I'm going 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns. That's pretty solid. That's definitely doable. Like you said, year two, especially he uh, he cuts down those drops. It, it, it's very doable. I think he's right there. Number what? Fine, Corton Southern, number two um, receiver on that team. So very, very doable. As long as Drew Locke is able to get him the ball and not give it to other teams, he should be. To get to that thousand mark for sure, but um, yeah, I mean, that does it for today's show. Besides the closing arguments, obviously, we know this is still a tournament. You know, want to let people know one where they can find you, find your work, but also the closing arguments why they should see you move on to the to the last round. So, I'll start again with you, Jordan, work around the horn. Closing arguments why we should believe in your Broncos this year, where we can find you and your work, and why they should vote you into the next round. Just believe in that defense. If you vote me in, I'll be talking about that hopefully top 10 defense. But you can find me at Sports Scoop 1 on Twitter as well as sports-scoop.com, which is my personal uh, blog where I write sports Mondays through Fridays. Yes, sir. Mike? Well, you should send the Chargers into the next round because the past and the current are overrated. It's all about the future. <laughs> so you will see me in the next round going against these guys. And plus, Greg went last year. <laughs> Someone else's turn to go. Anyway, the hard argument against the Chiefs are the best team in football right now, right alongside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, if you guys want to send me to the next round, I'll try my best to argue with Ravens fans or whoever's going to the next round. Uh, you guys can find me, Warzone Sports Network on YouTube. That's all I need. You don't need to go to my personal stuff. If everyone goes to the Warzone Sports Network on YouTube, I'm happy. It's a network that I co-founded with another buddy. We started from the ground. We've gotten to 1,000 subscribers in less than four months. We're trying to keep the push going. Yes, sir. Definitely check out their stuff. Great guys over there. Great work. Great graphics, too. Amazing. Graphics. And, uh, they, they, they know what they're talking about when it comes to sports. Now, we'll finish off with Greg, champ last year. Um, I know it makes Mike a little unhappy, but champ last year, so I gave you, you know, your due diligence, let you go last, finish off the show again this year. Well, the reason you want to send me through to the next round is because I don't have YouTube like these guys. I don't have a blog. I don't have a podcast. <laughs> so the only place you're going to hear me is right here on NFL Smack Talk Smackdown. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Smackdown somebody in the next round with the 
AFC West champion Chiefs with the Lamar Hunt trophy at home and the home of Lamar Hunt and hear more of Mahomes, hear more of Travis Kelsey, hear more of Tyreek Hill, hear more of all those Chiefs legends, the Honey Badger. We're taking them all down. I mean, Mike has a Chiefs mic, for God's sake. You know, he wants them to go. <laughs> he got the red Chiefs mic. So vote for Greg and send me to the next round. <laughs> you got, yeah, it was a, that the Patty is some Patrick Mahomes under there. Got the Patty, oh, the Patty Mahomes, yeah, headband in the hair, yes, sir. Had to, <laughs> had to toss it, yes, sir. But like you guys said, we might have to make, make, may make great. Well, if which is a very big possibility, if Mike dethrones Greg this year, I was about to say, we might have to make Greg the, the face of this NFL Smack Talk Smackdown since he said he doesn't have anything else. <laughs> How far did <laughs> you go, Greg, last year? Did you make it into the Super Bowl? I, I think you came, yeah, came one short because like oh, after yeah. this, you know, it's uh all the AFC, other AFC representatives from the other division, and whoever yeah. wins that goes to Super Bowl. So just one, one, one show short, but okay. all in all, I guess you guys can celebrate because AFC dude did win the whole thing. So okay. he represented the conference well. Well, they were wrong. Whoever was going against Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> ended up doing it. <laughs> that is true. Um, but yeah, like I said, that, that does it for the show. I appreciate you guys for coming on. Everyone, please check out their stuff. They are amazing, amazing guys. Definitely grateful to have them back on the show this year and Jordan um for the first time um on this year as well. As for me, you already know where to find me, so I won't bore you guys with that, but I will um help pay a little bit of bills for the network that I'm on, off the ball network. Definitely want to talk about our new sponsor and my bookie. As you see, that is my <clears throat> That is my uh, logo for the day with my bookie. If you go to off the ball or if you go to mybookie.com, sorry, and use off the ball as the promo code, you can win big. Um, I believe they match up to a thousand dollars first deposit, um, 48 hour payout, um, no credit checks, fastest or the the they match the most in the industry with that thousand dollars first uh deposit and um like i said if you go over there you win big there's a lot of guys on the network that give out a lot of good betting um lines as well a lot of golf ones as well uh check out kenneth stuff shooters shoot podcast um and everything on off the ball network just copy whoever he puts because he's been winning for like seven to eight weeks in golf so just use whatever he uses put it in put it off the ball network and you can win big with that does it for today's show again appreciate you fellas for hopping on Poll will be out soon, so make sure you vote whoever you feel like won the smack talk into the next round. And we will see you guys back here, I think, tomorrow for the NFC West, which should be a fun one as well. So have a good night, everyone. See you soon, and uh, stay safe. Bolt up. Thanks a lot, bro. Bolt up.